You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Pandemic has shown us the world in a completely different view. Online education is the new reality, not only for the curious minds, because we had so much time on our hands, but also for basic schooling and education. Now, I know that most parents who had to homeschool their children in the last 12 months do not enjoy online learning and don't believe that that's where their hard-earned dollars should be spent. Kids also want to have a more impersonal and real experience and connect with their friends. But let's look beyond that and focus on how anyone with any type of passion and expertise can use this opportunity of the online world to share their knowledge and expertise that lives forever. That's where online courses come in. Our guest today, Dr. Sonia Murray, is the founder and CEO of Jump First, a growing digital educational platform committed to empowering others to learn, innovate, and execute through various educational programs and mentorship services. So join us on this conversation. Hey, Money Bosses. Welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I'm excited uh, to be joined by Dr. Sonia Murray for a conversation today about how can we take our knowledge and expertise, especially in today's world where the traditional education has really evolved over the last year with pandemic hitting the world, um, and really look beyond that. If we do have an expertise and knowledge or we have a passion about something, how can we show that to the world in a way that it really lives just beyond um, us and, and our ability to um, talk about it. So I'm excited because uh, Dr. Sonia Murray um, really has an interesting message and the work that she's doing with folks and helping them really bring that um, and streamline it. So Sonia, welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Yay, super excited to be here, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited. All right, so well, let's talk a little bit about um, where did you start and how this idea of digital education, right, um, really came about and what are you doing today uh, with your students? For sure. So this all started for me so long ago. Um, everyone laughed at me, especially before the pandemic. They're like, there is no way, you know, that online classes are going to become a thing. And I was like, yes, they are. Watch. Right. And I was telling people this back in like 2015 or so. Um, but my journey really started back in 2005. I helped my mom form her nonprofit. And um, I started doing a lot of like seminars and workshops and youth retreats and all sorts of like fun stuff for the community. But at that time, I didn't value my passion. I didn't value the thing that I was 
are already good at good at. And so that's one of the things that I teach a lot today is that we have to start paying attention to the things that we're good at. That's our expertise, but also the things that we're passionate about. Right. That's so we're online courses and I might be getting a little of myself, but I really love this concept and, and love teaching it because um, it's one of the core foundations of creating online courses is where your expertise and your passion collide, right? The thing that you love to do, but also the thing that you're really good at doing. And so um, back, you know, let's backtrack real quick. Back in 2005, I'm doing these seminars, these workshops, you know, retreats, all sorts of stuff. And the info, the content is coming to me so easily. But a lot of the times what happens is we don't recognize that we're good at something and better at something than lots of other people are. We take that gift for granted, right? That talent for granted. And so um, I was doing that for a long time. It wasn't until 2014. Now, mind you, I had done all the higher education. So I was got my bachelor's degree, went to get my master's degree and was getting ready to finish up my dissertation for my doctorate. And in 2014, I got a job teaching at the university level. And that's where it clicked for me. It was like a light bulb, like, oh, wait, I'm good at teaching and I love doing it why haven't I been doing this this whole time, right? Like, why haven't I really taken hold of this gift, this talent that I have? And so um, that was like super pivotal for me when I got at the university or got to the university, um, the director of the program, they were asking me to develop courses and I was knocking them out in like a week. And uh, that was the light bulb moment. Like, oh my gosh, this is it. Yeah, I, it, it's awesome how these sometimes the life events um, that take in, take place that really reshape the path that you thought you had for yourself. Especially like when you like you when you get to to do so much schooling and you have this degree, you're like oh, this is what I was meant to do. So it's awesome. I wanted to um, kind of take a you know the audience here or our listeners of you know busy professional families like running a thousand miles an hour, and so. I, I kind of have this message with with our conversation today, and I'm hoping you're going to help me uh, pave this you know path for them. So if we're and I think a lot of parents too, with the last year's uh, you know pandemic and work from home, study from home kind of situation, really started to reevaluate um, the the whole online world, right? And so I kind of want to put that aside a little bit. That was hopefully just a phase, and kids are going back to school and and the learning path. Um, or maybe not, right? Maybe it's not going to be entirely going back to school. Um, but here we kind of want to focus more on, okay, here's your passion. I love how you kind of put together where you have the expertise and passion collide. So if we were to start to help folks understand, like, look, you could do, you could do these things. You could start to create uh, you know, trainings, right? Or share your expertise. How, um, how do they like even begin to understand this? Like, where do you, where do you start? I just kind of want to maybe make a little bit of a, a change in their mind. And then we can dive into like, all right, what are the specifics? And do you actually make money on that? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. So, um, and I love that because I hear that all day long. Like, can I really make money from what I already know? Yes. So the way that I always advise uh, my clients, my students, the folks that I get to work with every single day, and I always I get to work with these amazing folks um, who are movers and shakers and they come in, too. You know, and some of them are like, I'm not sure what I know is going to actually make me money. So what I have folks do and it's super empowering is a very quick exercise, very simple, is you just start to write out your story. Right. You start to write out and it's, it's also tedious. I should put that in there. 
Because as you start to go back and you play, right, these stories and these experiences and these things that have happened in your life, you start to see the lessons that you learned from them. And like you said, it's all like, it all comes together, right? Like finally, when you have that light bulb moment and you're doing and rocking out and the thing that you're supposed to be doing or we're put here to do, I believe we all have a purpose, right? And so when you start to outline your story, think about the places you've been, the people you've helped, um, the causes you stand for, right? then those things start to uh, reveal themselves to you. Your passion, you know, where you've been, we've, we've been in these certain places. And if you start to look at the picture as a whole, not as these separate occurrences or events, you start to get a theme going, right? Everything has a theme. And so um, I encourage people all the time, like write out your story, write it out, write out those experiences. We connect through storytelling overall, like as a people, as humans, it's, innate, right? We get to tell stories all the time about something that's happened to us in the past, something that we are presently experiencing, or something that we wish for or aspire to do in the future, right? We're telling stories all day long. It doesn't matter how strong of a connection you have with someone, even the barista at the coffee shop, right? We're telling stories. Um, And so those sorts of things, and we're telling stories all the time, then when we start to pull out our own story, right? We see the themes, we see the passion, but we also see, okay, what are our experiences? What are the things that I wish someone else had taught me before I had to go through this thing and make a mistake or fail forward? Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It does. And it's it, it's a bit um, scary sometimes, right, for, for you to sit down and like look back and especially like for those mistakes that you're talking about, like, yeah, do I want to do I want to go back? Like, I, I just want to move on and forget about that. But you probably could confirm that those are the things that are the best stories to tell or those are the moments that, that really shape and uh, really get people to connect with you a lot better. For sure. That's one I, of the you know, things. Go ahead, Anna. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I was just going to say, I see a lot of this um, in the financial planning work that I do with clients where, like, especially around money, the mistakes and, and the shame that we carry with us, it's almost like that's that becomes a non-existent chapter of our life. And like, okay, it is, I am who I am. This is what I've done. I don't want to revisit it. But once you kind of like open that box and uh, it's just a lot that comes out, then it's helpful. Definitely. And one of the things that um, I want to speak to, right, and this is another thing that I tell my students all the time, is be careful, right, of the things that we share, though. Like, if we're not totally healed from something, we can open up Pandora's box, if you will. And those experiences, we want to share experiences that we're healed from. I think um, Stephen J. Larson said it best, if I'm remembering correctly, I think that's where I first heard it, about wounds and scars, right? Wounds are uh, those things that are still um, open, right? They're not totally healed. And so those are the things that affect us most. Your scars are the things that are healed, right? The experiences you've been through, those are the experiences that you should be sharing with people, the things that you have healed from, right? Because we all experience things. And I tell people all the time, we pay for knowledge in some sort of way, one way or another. Either we pay for it and go through a bunch of schooling, traditional education like I did, or we pay through it through psychological, emotional traumas, right? Or watching someone else go through something 
something um, and have that empathetic response. Whatever it is, we have paid to learn what it is that we know. Let's just make sure that we are not um, teaching from a place of hurt still, right? Because in order to teach someone else, you have to be healed. You have to be in a place of service, right? And it's hard to do that when you're sad or upset or hurt from something. And so let's make sure we're teaching from places of healing, right? Instead of like those open wounds. So. Yeah, no, that's definitely helpful. So it, it, with the students that you work, um, what are some of the, just give us examples. Cause I want like, I want the listeners to start to understand like, okay, whatever it is that they have expertise or experience or passion, they can actually go ahead and, and you know, get on this path. So what are some of the topics or, you know, materials or courses that you see seen people create on? Oh my goodness. This is a fun question. Um, so all sorts of stuff. And the secret is that doing what I do, I get to learn so many new things that I otherwise would never have thought about. Um, being that I get to work with all of these folks who are into some amazing, awesome, interesting things. So I've helped people create courses on self-publishing. I've helped people create courses on teaching musical instruments, right? Um, I've helped people teach courses on how to become a nonprofit leader. Uh, people have taught courses on healing from emotional trauma, uh, domestic violence uh, uh, survivors, right? Um, man, all sorts of fun stuff. I mean, writing books, um, manifestation coaches, law of attraction, just so many things, leaving a nine to five um, from, there's a, a course that a young lady created. Her name is Mia and it's called um, Confusion to Clarity, right? Like finding purpose and understanding passion and all of those sorts of things. You literally can create a course about anything. There is even, I've seen people selling courses on solving the rubrics cube. And we know like these things are on YouTube already, right? But people are still able to sell and package their knowledge. So that brings me to another point real quick. Um, and this is something I love to teach too, is the way that you value your difference. That's your greatest asset in creating your course, right? So even if someone else is teaching something similar, you have to value what makes you different. And that first step goes back to what's your story? Start outlining, outlining your story and understanding where your passion and that expertise collides. Mm-hmm. I love it. No, it's, it's, it just sounds like it's a whole world of really anything um, that can, can, can be put in, into courses. Hey, money bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow system, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting. And who likes that budgeting thing anyway? You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. 
you will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five, of five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Let's talk a little bit, a little bit about. Okay, we've got to like the first steps is to look at your start outlining your story. But let's talk about some of the like logistical things in the background. I don't know. You don't have to give away exact teachings, but I want people to kind of start to see like, okay, here's what happens when you get on this path. Sure, absolutely. So um, the outline for creating a course is that the question? Did I understand the question right, Anna? Yes. Cool. All right. So the outline for creating a course is a method that I created called the teach it method. Um, and so the teach it method is an acronym because I think that methods number one and acronyms number two help students retain information. Right. And they help me retain information. And anything that you tell me, I'm going to try to make an acronym for it. <laughs> All right. And so teach it stands for topic expert. So T for topic, E for expert, A for audience. C for content, H for how to package it, I for introduce it, and the last T is for timeline. Now, here's kind of like the big overview of this entire process. Number one, you need to figure out what it is that you're going to teach, right? And that goes back to outlining your story. Number two, you need to establish yourself as the expert online. There are so much information and misinformation online, right? And so we want to be able to stand out in our niche, in our industry, um, and really offer something different than what's already out there. Thirdly, we need to understand who our audience is. The fun part about understanding your audience is that once you do, you can start marketing, right? You can start pre-selling your course. And so that's a concept that I teach inside of my programs is how do you get people to buy before you create the thing? I think that that is super important to do. Um, it's a way to test the market, make sure that your course is not only going to be profitable, but impactful. Like I'm in the business of effective courses, right? And so the whole purpose of this is to impact to serve other people. And if people don't want what you're selling, right, then there's no need in creating it. Um, and so once we understand who our audience is, we start marketing to them, we start pre-selling, and then we create the content for the course, right? Because now we can create it based on what our market actually wants, the people who have already bought into your program. Then we go into how to package it, that H, right? And that is, okay, do we want to use a platform? Do we want to use software? Do we not want to use software? You don't need to use software in order to start. A lot of my students are seeing crazy results. Um, so for instance, I had Chanel come into the program and she had been a in a nonprofit biz for 15, over 15 years. She owned her own nonprofit. She came in and within 28 days, she did six grand. So she did her exact number was $5,979 in 28 days from pre-selling the course. Again, no content was created yet, right? And she hadn't hosted it on a website or used any software to do it. She is literally still not using software to deliver her course, right? And so you don't have to use software. If you do want to use software, right, then use something that's going to be super easy, right, for you to understand, for you to um, really host on because it takes time 
And we know one of the most valuable things that we can never get back is time, right? Money you can replenish, as Russell Brunson says. And so, you know, you just want to make sure that you're not wasting time trying to figure a platform out. I know for me, if something is too complicated, especially regarding tech, I give up. Like, I'm like, I'm over it. I don't don't want to do it anymore. Right. And that's a surefire way to never launch your course. Um, So when it comes to packaging, stop worrying so much about the software and how you're going to deliver the thing. If you've already sold it, then that's the least of your worries. Right. Um, It's just now you need to get it out to folks and it's not, a matter of software, right? People already signed up. They want what you got. Um, And then I is for introducing this is the official launch. So the same way that Apple gets excited about the launch of every new iPhone, which is the same iPhone, right? I still have a 10 um, because they're all the same to me. My iPhone still works perfectly, but they get excited about every new one that comes out. They're blowing up your email. They're blowing up your text messages, right? They are like literally going to sell you on this thing. Um, We should be excited about our launches too. We spend a lot of time creating products and services in, you know, Get excited about it. Get excited so that other people can be excited too. And then lastly, timeline. Timeline is where you make sure that all your software, your systems are running and flowing properly. um, And that it's an easy process and flow for your students to come in, learn what they need to learn and get the result. Um, But it's also easy on you, right? To deliver what it is that you promised um, so that you can help your students get the result. Instead of focusing so much on the systems, we're focused on service and moving people forward. Results. Yeah, I like it. I like I like I like your acronym. I like your outline a lot. How, okay, so time. Let's talk about time because um, where do you find time, right? Especially if this is a, a side project for most people to begin with. Um, how much time do you think is necessary to get this started, and how long it will take? For sure. So again, you can do this in 28 days, right? Um, Chanel did it, lots of other people doing it. The average success rate um, or the length of time for success or results in this program is about 30 days to six weeks, right? And so a lot of my students with that said, they're devoting at least, and I say that so hesitantly because sometimes when you tell people you need to do an hour a day, it's like, they're like, I did my hour a day, right? But you you were split focused while you were doing your hour a day, right? You were you were um, doing emails or talk, answering phone calls, but also trying to do the work, right? And so it's a, a very focused one hour, um, or I say the more time you devote to something, the faster you get up. So two to three hours a day, if you're trying to get it done in less than 30 days, um, if you feel like you can't manage the two to three hours a day, um, then do what you can, right? Do what you can. But I find that I'm more focused and I get more done when I block off my time. Mm, yeah, blocking off time is 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 just something that I found really useful, especially like in the world where um, we pride ourselves on like multitasking and, you know, you can do this here on the computer and then you're listening and yeah, like that quality work for sure. I found, and uh, for many of our listeners out there, you know, fa- have families and um, you have kids, like I found these, um, you know, off hours, like, you know, late at night and early in the morning, just because you can just like have quiet time um, to get anything really um, accomplished. And, in, 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 you know, maybe it's just an hour, but it's like, you really put your mind to it. So yeah, I, I thought it would take a lot longer, but um Hey, it's, it's, it's good to know that the timeline is not that long. So the money part, okay, we got to talk about that. (laughs) So like you put all this work and you lay it all out. There's, there's a system to follow and steps, you know, and all of that. So 
you talked about pre-selling, like you don't even have to have the materials ready and your content outline and have it all nicely packaged. So money part, like talk about maybe how do you price something like that? How much money can you make? What what do you expect really in this process? Good question. So, um, man, the money part comes from pre-selling, right? And I know that that like not a popular opinion or belief like people are like can I really sell this before I build it right I had this one guy (laughs) I'll never forget it was so funny he says to me I told him about the teach it method and he was like um can I tell you honestly how I feel and I was like yeah he's like I'm just not sure how I'm going to be able to sell a car that I haven't built yet like they're selling the parts and I (laughs) I was like, that is hilarious. And the first time that I've heard an analogy like that, but I get it, right? I totally get it. It's a, a mindset shift um, that a lot, not a lot of people can wrap their minds around initially. So this is why I go super deep in this piece of it um, inside of my program. And then my students finally get it and it's awesome to see the light bulbs. But what happens, we need to pre-sell the course again so we can test the market and make sure people actually want what it is that we are selling, right? If you believe in what it is that you're selling, um, if you know that it's going to be impactful and help someone else because it will help you, then people are going to buy it. And if you're not selling it, then you're doing yourself and them a disservice, right? I always say someone is waiting for you to show up so that they can too. Our destinies are tied to one another. And so you can make, uh, my students are doing anywhere from between 5,000 and 15 grand a month um, from one online course, right? This has been just one online course has been the base of my business. I've built it in a year to a multi uh, six figure uh, business, right? From one course. Um, And so it, it really depends on how much time you're willing to put in. Are you dedicated to this process? And do you believe in what it is that you do? Um, But yeah, you can certainly make money from online courses before you ever create your content or launch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it, it really t- uh, comes down to um, that mind shift um, to, to work through in terms of, okay, really got to believe in your message. And then you may not, because I've created online courses myself in the past, not not in the format that you're teaching in, which I wish I had it before. I just like, I was passionate about a topic. I'm like, I've got to show it to more people. Here's how it works. Um, but, you know, had I known that it's probably better to go out there and first um, test the market, I would have maybe gotten a different experience. So, um, and, and that's the, and that's the part, right? Like, it's like, you do all that work and I've been there. That's how I learned it. You do all the work, you put all the stuff together and then like nobody buys. Right. And you're like, why? And it's because we haven't asked people what it is that they want. They don't, maybe don't want that stuff or need that stuff that you created. I developed worksheets and all sorts of stuff for my course um, that my students didn't need extra help on. They're like, oh, no, we got that part. But what about this part over here? Like, how can you help us better understand this part? And so I learned that from my own experience and from teaching at universities, you know, universities and colleges, people use that as a model. But again, the whole point of online courses and um, creating online courses uh, without the degrees, without the fancy, all the other stuff, um, and non-traditionally, right? Because we're trying to disrupt the traditional educational system. At least that's my goal, right? That's my, that is like my uh, my mission, if you will, my personal mission. Um, it's because it's, it hasn't been changed in so long and it's not, a, not very effective. But if we're 
we're continuing to perpetuate that model, right? In our own online courses, then we're probably not going to be successful. The model that a lot of colleges and universities use is that they've already got students. They literally have already tested the market and people aren't realizing that. Like they've already got students creating additional courses inside of degree programs based on what their students need next. And so that's one of the things that I believe in too, is that if you never take that first step, if you don't understand, right, what is needed before you actually create it and you never take the first step, you can't get to the next. So if you don't survey and understand what your audience needs and wants at the moment, then you can't ever sell it or create it, right? So that's like super, super important. That's one of the core concepts um, that I teach before we ever go into content. Mm -hmm. Do you ever work with folks who may already have created courses or programs? Um, Do you help them rework it? For sure. Absolutely. And so that's the name of the game, right? Making content more effective, also making it awesome and fun and interactive. Um, But a lot of folks who have created the content have typically when I work with those folks, they've created the content first instead of testing the market. Right. So they're like, I'm having trouble selling my my services, my course. Like, I don't know what's wrong with it. I'm like, we got to test and figure out what people want. So unfortunately, I'm sorry, but you might have to like scrap that content and create new content. Um, but the method that I'm going to teach you for doing it is going to make it so much easier. Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds like something that it's worth exploring first before you spend all this time. So uh, speaking from a personal mistake, <laughs> that I, but again, you probably hear a lot of that on your end, Dr. Sonia. <laughs> Awesome. So for um, what else? So I've heard throughout our conversation, like that's the biggest mistake. Um, I wanted to ask if if there's a biggest mistake you see folks make when they embark onto this journey, but it seems like not testing the market or not knowing your audience is probably one of the biggest ones. Is there anything else? You will also like trying to teach something else, right? Like trying to teach something that you're not passionate about and that you don't know a lot about. You know what I mean? Like uh, lately we've been, especially with a lot of online courses coming out, some people are like taking other people's courses, right? And then trying to teach the content. Like, yes, that's the that's the idea is making them that person money. So it's going to make me money. And it's like, but that's not your thing, right? And so you need to stick to your thing. Like what's your thing? What's your passion? What's your expertise? Like do that because you're going to get burnt out and you're not going to be happy and you're probably not going to make any as much money as that other person is making because again, it's not your thing, right? It's not your thing. So find your thing. Find a thing. I love that. Yeah, definitely. That's again, the pandemic has shown us uh, a world that we've never imagined um, in all kinds of ways. And so, yeah, just because somebody is successful doing that one thing doesn't mean uh, it's going to work for you. So yeah, you kind of put in the work, really. That's what it comes down to anything in life. If you want something really bad, you've got to put in the work. So any, any last minute thought before we close? Very true. So no, I mean, I've enjoyed this. Um, It's been amazing per usual. I just want more people to find their passion, find that thing that you are really good at and share your knowledge with the world. Again, everyone has an individual purpose, but all of our destinies are interconnected. And so someone is waiting for you to show up so that they can do, they can too. So go do your thing. Yeah, I love it. I love that message. How can uh, our listeners connect with you, Dr. Sonia? For sure. I'm super excited. So um, they can find me on the web at jumpfirstacademy.org. It's jumpfirstacademy.org. Or I'm also on uh, 
IG, Facebook at uh, Jump First Org. So Jump First O-R-G. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'll make sure to include the links in the show notes. Um, I can appreciate the conversation and you sharing your knowledge. Thank you, Dr. Sonia. Thank you so much, Anna. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, So don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, And of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.